Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. What up, High Fivers? This is your boy, High Five Tom. And uh, you guys know the drill at this point. You know, we're uh, 42 episodes in. I got my very good friend Will here on the other side of the country. Um, Will, I know how you're you're doing considering we've been sitting in pre-production here for the better part of the past 45 minutes, but why don't you share what the high fibers of life is? You know, Tom, life is a bunch of ups and downs. You know, one day, you know, maybe you're uh, just kind of down about uh, your job or whatever, and then, you know, maybe a different day you're you're riding that high of adrenaline because maybe a, a, a particular web browser starts playing audio when you're in the break room. <laughs> With all three store managers not that far away. Um. Well, high fivers. This was uh. This is new contact and news. Um. Will what? <laughs> Yes, one of those browsers. <laughs> you know the boom chicka chicka, like you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. With the brown chicken and the brown cow, the the, the black and yellow, not the NXT. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow, Will. Um... <laughs> I am really impressed. You saved this for uh, for for right now. Um, I gotta, I gotta bring something fresh to pop you at the start of the episode, Tom. And that worked. Um, after that, it's all just the usual stuff. Like, hey guys, check out "Do a Power Bomb" by Daniel Warren Johnson. Issue five is out now. There's only yeah. seven volumes, so um, if you want to get on this, you got to get on it. Unless you want to wait for the trade paperback. You know, Will. I mean, I know you're a bit younger than I am, but didn't you learn that you're supposed to close those when you're done? Oh, I thought I did, Tom. I thought I did. At least it was like in the middle of stuff, you know. At least it was like something that I could easily play off. I'm like, oh, let's close that real quick, but I just don't like <sighs> panic. I I do panic. have a similar story. Um, how do I explain this without having to sleep on the couch? I mean, in college, I would open up the laptop, so I would forget that I had like the whole thing open. So you open up the laptop, and it's just right there, and it's just like you know. Volumes on and everything. You just like slamming it shut. Like, whoops. Yeah. Um. So yeah, when I when I worked out in Idaho, so obviously, I mean, we're in the middle of fucking nowhere, and the fact they even had Wi-Fi. But uh, I used to live in an employee housing, so you're sharing Wi-Fi, you know, spotty Wi-Fi with like forty people. So shit would buffer forever. So I figured I'm like, Idaho okay. has Wi-Fi. That that floors me. What's it? I can't believe they have Wi-Fi. Just it go through the corn? Um, yeah, it was bananas. So I, you know, I got some. Uh, I got a good scene up, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm good to go. I'm just gonna, you know, hit this pause, let it buffer, and I'm gonna go out and socialize. Um, you know, for a good half an hour, forty five. So we, so we lived in employee housing, and I lived in a little shack. Um, you know, there's like 30, 40 people kind of around. Um, but I lived by myself, and. Uh, yeah, so I, I let it buffer, and I went out to the campfire to hang out with some people before I got, you know, doing what I had to do. And uh, 
someone came to come knocking on my door. Some, we'll just say some very innocent people that weren't exposed to these kind of things. And uh, it had started playing instead of buffering. And of course I had forgotten to take my, my jack out of my surround sound speakers that I had set up. So it started playing and not quietly. And then I uh, said, people came to the fires like, yeah, Tom, I thought you were in your room. It looked like you had a, uh, you had company. I was like, Oh yeah. So that one's going to get me in trouble, but, uh, that's a good one. That's yeah. like the, 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 you know, the old joke. It's like, damn, the sound's not working. Oh, I'm so connected to the Bluetooth speakers. Uh Oh, that's in the other room. Uh, I, another one I used to get is because my the display on like my car stereo doesn't update as like stuff keeps playing. So like whatever track is playing at the start, that's just what it's stuck on. You know yeah. what I mean? So like if I'm playing an album, it'll just show like whatever the first track that's playing was, and it doesn't update from that. So same thing, whatever the last thing that plays audio was. So sometimes it just says the URL in the name of whatever video I was watching. It pops it right up on the display of the car. <laughs> oh, you think we'd know better by now? <laughs> you got to live it up. Yeah. Living on the edge, yet, Will. Living on the edge. You so. got to fill your life with things that you can laugh about after the fact, but it gives you a small heart attack in the moment. Yeah, like when uh, certain websites on April Fool's Day would put on there that they sold all your browser history to the public. That made me panic a little bit. But those are the old days. These are the new days, Will. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Bray Wyatt's back. Bray Wyatt is back. I'm I'm still not watching WWE because I'm I'm, I just I can't commit to watching wrestling. No, I mean the only wrestling I watch is 2018 AAW and 2012 Ring of Honor. So, although I am, I am making my way through Bomb for Glory for the Impact, which was fantastic. Impact's been doing great. I gotta sign up for the YouTube so I can watch the episodes. Um, yeah, Impact. I mean, yeah, Bomb for Glory was really, really good. I don't know how sold I am on Josh Alexander versus Bully Ray, but. You know, yeah, it's Bully Ray. Bully Ray's kind of past his prime by a lot. So, yeah, did he really ever have a prime? No, uh, I, just, I, really like guy, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, hi smokes. Um, but will well, New Japan Strong? I've watched New Japan Strong two weeks in a row. Nice. Any good? I mean, it's okay. I mean, there's some stuff where it's like, there's people I wish got more. So this is a Ring of Honor podcast. So Stray Dog Army is Tyler Bateman's group. And they just don't seem to rack up wins. And it's like, Bateman is so good. It's like, he, I want more for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, it's you're putting over their talent. So you know, Fred Rosser's 
their open weight champion or whatever, and Aussie Open's got the, the tag belts. Um, well, Fred Rosser, speaking of people that never haven't seen a carbon in 15 years, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, yeah, did I email you that list from uh, Big Dip? Big the, Dick for the, the stardom matches, yes. Okay. Yes. I've asked you that before, haven't I? Not as many times as you asked me if I've seen Death to Smoochie. Did you watch Heather's? That was your homework for the week. Oh, uh, no, I haven't, Tom. Oh, shit, I haven't as, as it is, Tom, I didn't watch the Ring of Honor we're talking about till 2 a.m. this morning. Well, I mean. I've known about it for the last week. It's been nine days, you said. It's been a while. Yeah. I had plenty of time to do this ahead of time, did I? Nah. Well, I mean, I just I just finished the main event about 15 minutes ago, so. And what well, a main well, event it is. Okay, 15 minutes. No, probably five minutes before we started this, so. Um, but, uh, real quick, listen, we did talk about, I do want to shout out our, our, uh, one of our favorite high fivers, um, our good friend, David, uh, David Bauer, the third, David Henry Bauer, um, whose friend Antonio Horseman makes experimental music at Bandcamp. I don't remember the shout out. Listen, uh, Harvestman Records, uh, there's a number after it now, though. It's like it's like Harvestman Records. And there's a number dot bandcamp dot com now because yeah. it's different. I should know this since I carried that that plug in in his stead. Yeah, and I, I felt badless that so I, tomorrow I'm actually gonna download that finally. So, um, but our, our good friend, yeah, Mr. David, is uh, well, he's making. We'll just say some life changes. I won't air out his personal um things in a good way. Um, but yeah, he came through town. And he spent the night with uh, the wife and I. He had a good time. We got to hang out with the cats. Had some some pumpkin chili. We watched some PWG. Um, yeah, it was really good to see him in person again. You know, twice this year. So sounds like a fucking sick time. Yeah, we had it. Was really nice. He really enjoyed the Midwest. Um, Except you know, no one ever. Yeah. He... Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm a little disappointed, Will. I mean, I, I was just trying to think of like a food item I could throw out there. I could say it's trash, and then you just get more banana shape for that. Thing, but well, and I, mean, I don't really have anything recent. Like there hasn't really been anything recently that's come up. I'm like, you know what? I just really don't like something that Tom likes. You know. Well, anyways, he enjoyed the hospitality. The food, no matter what Will says. Um, no, I'm sure the hospitality was aces. Pumpkin chili is amazing. Especially face. I mean, I haven't had it yet. So, you know, as you say, the next first time I come over. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, was very impressed on how much cheese we put in our omelets. So. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you guys, it's probably like a. One to two egg to cheese ratio. It's only four to one. Jesus, that's a lot of cheese, Tom. Well, you know, I mean, we got good septic around here, so I, yeah. I would, I would, I would blow it like a motherfucker after that. I mean, I'm, I'm all in. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, 
But yeah, I do want to share, you know, David, thank you for spending some time. Oh, we did uh, get to witness six tornadoes here in Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee has first tornado in 20 years in the city proper. Um, we didn't have to go to the basement, but we almost did. So I, I just want to highlight the fact that six tornadoes. Yeah. Six separate tornadoes. Yeah. Not just the same one coming back. Like, would you say, bitch, I'm coming back around? Like, no. No. Six tornadoes. And it sounds like they were pretty small. There wasn't really any big issues or anything, but enough to, you know, to get the the air raid siren and everything. So. Ooh. Um, Yeah. So. Do they they test those on the reg? Like, they, like, gave you guys, like, a heads up? Like, hey, by the way, we're just testing these? Yeah, that thing goes off at noon every day. Noon every day? Yeah. Don't they do that in your town? No. Hmm. Don't get a lot of tornadoes up this way. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's it's the noon bell slash tornado bell. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit different. Like the noon thing's pretty quiet, but I mean, the, the tornado one, it's, I mean, it was going on for a good five minutes. So, um, yeah, so that was fun. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, so shout out in, we do have a question of dishonor this week from from Brundon, but I think we're going to kind of more incorporate said button um, or question into the the, pod, the podcast. So, um, but uh, will do you? Um, well, yeah. Let me get the thing up here real quick. You know, I think it'd be professional to have it up here, but professional, yeah. professional us. Listen, don't let my Okerlund award cloud your judgment. Well, you're only an Okerlund nominee at this point. Oh, that's right. I'm only nominated. Um, yeah, which is funny because, you know, I've known the Brain Buster Boys longer, but whatever. You know, Tom, what can I say? I have that, I have that Northeast pizzazz. Said no one ever. Anyways, all yeah, right. Tom, the Yankees just do it better. You know that's we're at the forefront of everything. Do you think John Cena would have been John Cena if he was from Milwaukee? Yeah, he would have been way better. He'd be like he'd already be twenty-one time champ. So he he'd be like he'd be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I got nothing to say about that, so. I shouldn't talk shit about football. The Steelers are doing horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Like, so. They've been mediocre to bad. Now they're just bad. Yeah. They're a one and four right now. Not good. Oh, wow. And they really shouldn't have been the one, right? Well, they're, they're in the, like, nobody expected them to have a good stretch right now. But yeah. Destroyed by Buffalo this past week. I think they play Miami this week. They play Tampa in the next couple weeks. It's, like, it's just, it's a rough stretch of games. And Pickett does okay. But that's the thing is they're an okay team at best. So they're, they're bad. Yeah. I think uh, there's always next year. You know, Tom, there's, there is, there is another 12 games to play, but I'm already looking forward to next year. 
Well, well, let's not get crazy with there's always next year because I mean, did they play a full schedule in 2020? Yeah. Mm, cool. Mm. They didn't play in front of people, though, right? I don't know what the permitted attendance was. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, 2020 was, I think, the last 16-game season. Cool. And then last year, they started doing 17 games. Yeah. Well, I still don't give a shit, so. But well, I'm, just, I'm just at the point where I was wearing my Expos hat and had people say, oh, you don't even know who that is. Said no one ever. They asked me, it's like, do you even know who that is? It's like, I'm flattered you think I'm so young that I don't know who the Montreal Expos are. <laughs> Fucking jagoffs. Well, Will, let's get to Brundon's question of dishonor here real quick. Um, this is going to kind of be a theme throughout the show um, because we do have two very well, – we've got basically about four hours of very exciting Ring of Honor wrestling to cover. It was excellent Ring of Honor this week. Um, but uh, his, uh, his question is, do you think Cornette helped Ring of Honor in his run there? Um, and then his response is, so in my opinion, he did some good, good things. Uh, he was a great, uh, great friend and mouthpiece and spokesman, which I'll agree with. Uh, he was great during the CTW feud and against Homicide. I could see that. Um, later, though, against Dean, not so good. I think we can totally agree with that. Um, and some of his views on wrestling didn't mix well with the audience. Um, yeah. How are me surprised? Um, and listen, and we're, and it's, you know, it's a little tough because uh, we're just jumping in here in 2012. So we don't really know what it was like before Cornette. Or how much influence he had at the time. Um, you know, with Cornette, obviously he's very polarizing. The simple fact is there, I mean, besides Burt Sugar and wrestling or boxing knowledge, I don't think anyone knows as much about wrestling than Jim Cornette. Uh the guy's a fucking I mean he's a fucking genius. Um, I personally think some of his views on current wrestling, on uh, some of the shit, especially like with the young bucks, I think it's a work. I think they're all in and on together. Um, I think he just sees dollar signs, and he's smart that way. Um, but so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll definitely go through with this episode. Um, so good timing there, Brunnen. I think you did that on purpose. You know, I think some of this. I mean, like the, the sponsorship. You know, having the sponsors on TV. Oh, having the the the, the channel executives. Here's the guy who owns the TV station you're watching this on. You know, I don't mean, miss those. You know, very, you know, probably great in the 70s and 80s. You know, because um, right, that's what you would have had to have done. You know, and uh, but uh, I mean, a couple things on this episode were addressed. Like I said, um, you know, Kevin Steen doing some form of notice qualification match for 16 matches in a row, um, which was addressed today, you know, so. I wonder some of the some of the rapier comments. I don't know if they'll if that's coming in from Cornette or if that's just what that is. Um, you know, some some antiquated, but depending on how much he had to do with this episode, we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the short answer right now, Brundon. We will address this more as the as the episode goes through um, because Cornette. I mean, 
he's part of this episode, but not really, if that makes sense. So, um, but Will, yeah, we're gonna go over uh, our first episode. Uh, we're gonna go over TV first. Um, and uh, high fivers, we are going over Ring of Honor TV episode fifty six. Yes, five six. Um, for air, and this originally aired October thirteenth, two thousand twelve. Um, and the episode show, started off with uh, highlights of Adam Cole versus Tadarius Thomas from last week. You know, and we, we talked about it last week. Great match. Really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, styles make fights, as cheesy as that says. You know, our only gripe was we both wish it was longer. Um, but then we get Mike Bennett versus uh, Davey Richards uh, with Maria and Bob. Um, why am I spacing his name all of a sudden? Oh, my God. Brutal Bob Evans. Jesus. Um, you know, so, sure. you know but uh, returning Davy Richards, and um, so yeah, this was for uh, survival of the fittest, yeah. But uh, I will say, uh, Richards looked super focused here, whatever baggage she had had before, um, seems like it's gone, you know. And of course, you know, uh, Bob interferes, but Davy won't kick Maria, blah blah blah. Um, I did love Davey doing the Rick Rude impression with the, the swiveling hips. Uh, that, that was a little weird. Um, you know, but classic Davey working the ankle, classic Bennett being a dick. Um, but yeah, Will, surprise, surprise, we get more sexual assault. Speaking of Cornette. It, it was a little weird when they were selling it on commentary. And they actually had Nigel saying that maybe it's going a little too far. Like Nigel's usually the one kind of chiming in and adding into this, so I felt really odd that Kevin Kelly's like, "Oh, it's not so bad." It's like Nigel should be saying this, <laughs> and Kevin yeah. Kelly should be saying, "No, this is a problem." Yeah. Um. But yeah, obviously, you know, Mondo and then Bennett gets distracted. Uh Richards does the whole slashing throat thing. Uh, hits a version of the sick kick and pretty much knocked Mike Bennett out. And uh, going on to later in the month, Davey Richards advances as uh, the second person to go into um, Survival of the Fittest, which we've talked about previously. It's shaping up to be pretty fucking awesome. So, yeah. And then uh, after that, we've got um, Jalito versus Champa again, um, another Survival of the Fittest qualifying match. Or do we? Or do we? Um, because Artie Evans said Chompa was going to be there. Yeah. And, and Chompa was there. On, uh, he was on there. The and he, he showed up. Um, you know, and Chompa comes out, he's, he's got crutches. You know, and uh, Artie, long story short, basically says, you know, blah, 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 blah. And uh, you know what you do with an injured, you know, oh, that Chompa's a, a workhorse. But, Will, what do you do? When a horse is lamed up, you shoot it. And then R.D. Evans attacks Champa. Uh, we find out his new client is uh, God's gift to pro wrestling, J.Q.T. Marshall. That felt a little lackluster to me. Yeah. Um, you know, we kind of left it on a cliffhanger last week thinking who this could be. Because neither of us thought it was going to be Champa. No. Um, you know, it was not uh, Will and I were thinking maybe El Generico. Or actually, I shouldn't say Will and I. I thought that Will corrected me. Beast like, I don't think they're going to waste that for TV. 
Will, you're right. I, Wrong. I, I, I like how they, he set it up. And he brings out Chomp, and he's like, Chomp is going to be here. He's here. I said that a talent that I represent is going to wrestle for yeah. this spot. It just, I feel like QT Marshall keeps getting like brought out when they need him. And then he just kind of gets like shuffled to the back again. Yeah. I mean, uh, if this is a way to get QT Marshall out there more, great. Um, but if it's not, then maybe winning that contract wasn't such a great move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, at the end of the day, yeah, Jay Lethal was not having it. No. It's that killer instinct, Tom. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, and really the match was what it was. Uh, Nigel and Kevin go over the importance of survival of the finished, and they mention how Elegant's, you know, title shot that he's using this week, he won at survival of the finished last year. Um, hopefully that's long-term storytelling or they just forgot about it, you know, and Jim Cornette. Um, but yeah, and last week, yeah, we thought it was, uh, you know, El Generico, but alas, it's QT. Um, QT, I mean, he is a great heel. He did great heel work in this match. Um, but besides the fact of Jay Lethal whooping the shit out of QT, really the thing here was uh, Prince Nana comes out. Sure did. And Nana put a whooping on RD. So. Sure did. Um, yeah, and then surprise, surprise, Jay Lethal hits a lethal injection for the one, two, three. I know we plug our friends, the Shining Wizards, a lot. But if you haven't heard it, they have a great interview with Prince Nana. They do. It's, it's from a while ago. But that was a very informative episode. They talked to him for a while. Huh. I'll track that down. Like, when I say it's from a while ago, I mean it's from, like, a while ago. <laughs> like, it's probably... It's probably been, like, five years or something like that. Well, that's not too bad. Okay. SWP. No. Something to look up. Thanks, Will. Um, yeah, and shout out to Prince Nana. I mean, he is technically back at AEW with whatever the fuck's going on there. But, uh, Will, it's your second favorite time of the week. Um, it's inside of Ring of Honor. It's episode 480 of The Shining Wizards. That's not that long ago. That's like under three years. I would have heard that then. So, yeah, it's not from as long ago as I thought. So, it's from May 11th, 2020. I remember that one. I'll have to go back and listen to that one again. Okay. I don't think it I... Feels like, it feels like it was from way earlier than that. But, I mean, 2020 was kind of... Oh, like a year and a half, two years all on its own. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I think we all aged 10 years of 2020. Oh, but it's uh, it's inside Ring of Honor, Will. We're inside it. We're inside the House of Truth. Yeah, and we find out uh, Rep Titus actually gets a random title match versus Kevin Steen. Yeah, I mean, they announced it, like, last week when they just do, like, here's what your matches for next week are going to be, but there really isn't any, like, build to this. It's just 
Brett Titus gets a world title shot. Yeah, hey, you got fucked over by losing your tag team title. Here's your um, but we'll go more into that a little bit later. Um, like, oh, we need a we need somebody to wrestle Steam for this episode of TV. Um, yeah. right, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Um, but we go over um, you know, Red Titus and uh, his is teaming up with BJ Whitmer. Uh, shout out to BJ Whitmer, a uh, good friend of uh, Big Dick Brett of the Brain Buster Boys. So that's a shoot. Um, and, you know, we f- reminder that Whitmer got the, the good old scum nut treatment, you know, Briscoe's treatment. So um, I know we'll talk about it later, Will, but the Briscoe's testicles really had a rough 2012. <laughs> Jay Briscoe's nuts had a rough 2012. You know, um, it, I mean, obviously it didn't stop because Mark's still, I mean, he's popped up like six kids yeah. since then, but. Um, National Treasure Mark Briscoe, but yeah, those two really, yeah. Um, but yeah, then we review the Steen Elegant promo. Um, you know, Steen just reminds Elgin that he's unbreakable. Elegant says, Yeah, I let you speak, and now all I wanted to say was actions speak louder than words. Um, you know, Elgin, uh, and then we get Roddy on here just talking how Elgin was really good when he was carrying his bag. Um, and, and Roddy being Roddy speaking of testicles says, yeah, Elgin's head's gotten as big as Roddy's balls. Um, I chuckled aloud. That was really fucking funny. That house of truth is uh, every man for himself in the survival of the fittest. Yeah. Because we've got, I believe it's next week, we've got Michael Elgin versus Rhino. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we go to our main event. And then uh, it's uh, Kevin Steen versus Rick Tice, like we talked about. But will fucking finally is this since he won the title? Is this the first non non DQ match that Kevin Steen's had? It sure is. Sure is Tom. About fucking time. Um, the the real jib of this match was getting Steve Carino in commentary. Carino's always a gem. Steve Carino, Nigel McGinnis. Yeah. Bread and butter. Um, Yeah, earlier they showed a clip of Steen punching a fan, but that was from before, right? Yes. Okay. I remember seeing that on that uh, that Kevin Steen DVD that I bought off the back of a truck. Um, I wonder if that dude was a planter. I mean, that had to be a plant, obviously, right? But, I would assume so. Um, but we'll get into, you know, Steen assaulting fans a little bit later. So, uh, but yeah, Titus jumps Steen. Uh, you know, listen, Will said Carino is awesome on stick. Um, and actually, said Will, so I was kind of wondering, I wonder what the original plan for All Night Express was. I mean, obviously. Right, like how, how that would have gone if uh, Kenny King didn't get let go. Yeah. Who's, who's, who knows? Yeah, they could have been trapped in a feud with wrestling's greatest tag team for six months. Every fucking week. Um, yeah, I mean, right, obviously we'll never know. Um, yeah, but BJ Whitmer, great job here. Um, of keeping it even, you know, he was he had, he was able to fend off, you know, Jimmy Jacobs. Um, yeah, in the end, um, I don't have very good notes here. I don't have any notes for TV, but okay. Carino, great. 
Kareem yeah. reading like the, the lawsuit letter that was filed against Steen saying this is ridiculous. Jacob's charges right on the outside and Rhett knocks him out and Kareem starts losing his mind. He's like, that was so unnecessary. Yeah. And Kelly's like, he was charging. He was like, yeah, but he didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, you know, it's TV, so it was a relatively short match. Uh, basically, the end. Um, you know, Steen goes for the apron bomb. Rhett deflects, but Jacobs comes in, gets leveled, but Steen gets the power bomb on Rhett, uh, rolls him in, but Rhett kicks out. Jacobs grabs the, um, the spike, but Winner, Win, uh, Whitmer runs interference. Carino blames Whitmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Carino's just going off on BJ Whitmer and a goddamn just like it's like he just shot the pre- I'm not gonna say that. I don't want to get banned. Um, but Rhett, yeah, and then Rhett goes to stab and uh, Todd blocks it. Uh, he eats a super kick for his trouble as Sank for the win. Uh, and Q Carino saying Todd Sinclair, best referee Ring of Honor's got. I love, yeah, Carino just flip flops his goddamn referee. I love it. Um, we, we can't do it, Jeff. I mean, we really can't. Just go back and listen to Carino on commentary. I can't wait till we're up to Ring of Honor where it's just him yelling super kick every week. It's going to be awesome. Oh, and uh, Will, don't forget, the affiliates dinner's coming up. Yeah, Steam's not supposed to be anywhere near that, though. That's part of the letter. Yeah. So, guess we'll find out. But next, uh, like we'll talk about, we got Roddy Strong versus Homicide. Uh, we've got Mike Mondo versus Kyle O'Reilly, and we got Elgin versus Rhino all in uh, Survival of the Fittest matches. So they're ramping up Survival of the Fittest here. So, yeah, uh, I mean, they, they said it's going to be all done in October. So, yeah, you know, and Will, I know we uh, we talked, um, you know, like we always do, we do have a very, very fan fucking tastic pay per view to go over, but uh, you know, Will, you know, like we always ask this time, let's say if this is your first episode of uh, Ring of Honor TV, uh, would you have tuned in next week? This was a good episode of TV. Yeah. Um, I mean, my only critique really would be that it doesn't have, it didn't have a whole lot. It's one of those episodes where they really kind of focus on like two stories. Yeah. So it did have a lot of stories that are currently playing out that weren't really featured in this episode. Yeah. But I mean, you definitely get the big ones. I mean, you, you get to see Kevin's team. You get more in the House of Truth, kind of being every man for himself and whatnot, which we're going to talk about a bit more once we get to Glory by Honor. Yeah. The second best Toronto pay per view other than uh, Border Wars. Yeah, I mean, it, it might overtake it. I don't know. Well, we'll oh, I mean, this was, Glory, was spoiler. Glory by Honor, way better than Global Wars. Yeah, Global Wars was solid, but yeah, I mean, spoiler, like Wilson, spoiler alert. Um, I, I might make the claim right now. We haven't watched Final Battle yet, but I'm, I might go as far as say Glory by Honor is my pay-per-view of the year for 2012. Pretty goddamn close. There was not really any, you know, as we'll find out, um, it, it'll be a toss-up between that Glory by Honor, I think, and the 10th anniversary show. Yeah. Unless unless Final Battle really delivers, which, I mean, it might. I mean... The main event, at least, might. Yeah. Um, yeah, that main event is going to be... Um, 
It's going to be interesting, Will. So uh, we'll see what maybe that final battle uh, main event is. So did that come through, by the way? Could you hear that? I heard it. Okay. We're going to get ban hammered now. <laughs> we might. We might. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's let's just jump right in. This, this fucking pay-per-view ruled ass. Glory and, Leon and Toronto crowd, hot. They're ready. Dude, they were, I mean, I mean, Ring of Honor, I mean, shout out to Brunnen. Brunnen was a lot of these early shows, but I mean, the Ring of Honor crowd is fucking hot. That's actually my first goddamn note on here. Um, you know, so what's it? I don't even know where Miss, Mississauga, I mean, it's suburban, so I don't know how far out of Detroit it is. Um, but dude, Will, I mean, this fucking opening match, two of our, I mean, four of our, our two of our favorite teams, uh, four of our favorite Ring of Honor wrestlers. We got the Bravado Brothers rematch versus the CNC Wrestle Factory, and dude, I mean, and speaking of bangers, they're goddamn both their entrance song. That entrance song from the Bravado Brothers is not what I would expect out of them. If that makes sense. My dope. only my only complaint is that we've seen this match a couple times at this point, but this one's a hell of a match. It was a great match, and if you, it's a great way you want to start the crowd off hot, like. You know these two teams are going to deliver. Yeah, and they, and they sure as fuck did. I mean, they 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 went all out. Yeah, so. look at those bravados. They they're schmucks who can't get any wins on TV. They go to Noah or Kevin Kelly says New Japan at one point corrects himself. Foreshadowing goes to Noah, and they come back. They're ripped. Yeah, they're getting wins. They seem like a threat. They they show up. I guess they were supposed to be heels because they were wearing like stars and stripes gear. Yeah, which I, I mean, I get it. That was kind of cheesy, personally, but you know, I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, this we've covered this match a couple times. I mean, it's it's. It's good stuff. Like if you like the last couple times they've done it, you're gonna like this one too. Yeah, it's. I mean, it definitely disappointed. Um, and everybody's so young in this match, except for Caprice, which I just thought was hilarious. Um, because yeah, Caprice has like ten years on like all these kids, but you couldn't tell. I mean, the guy looks like a fucking million goddamn bucks. He, he still looks like a million bucks. Yeah, he looks like a million bucks ten years from then. <laughs> yeah, well, that dude is not age. Caprice. You're a homeboy. Um, but we do hear some rumblings, though, Will, during this match, that there's some shenanigans with the Kevin Steen Jay Lethal match earlier in the week. Um, and we find out that maybe the pile driver, the package pile driver will be legal. Just a quick uh, you know, a quick side. Um Steve yeah, they did bring up um I mean, you know, the bravados are a lot more aggressive and they've got, I mean, and they're not kidding, their quads were fucking huge. You can tell those motherfuckers have been doing squats for, for weeks on end. Um, yeah, they were in Japan. That's what they do, right? Yeah. Lots of squats. Um, yeah, and I had to crack up. All of a sudden, I mean, there was even a, like a wrestling chant. So I was like, huh, that's the first time I've ever heard that. So, um, but that's, and we'll get into that later in life. So, um, Bravado's busted out some new submissions. You know, Kevin Kelly, and they put over Cedric Huge. Um, you know, and you know, they just uh, how tough he was. And he, I mean, he was never going to quit. Um, goddamn Caprice and those gold fucking rolling suplexes. Um, you know, he nailed the two on the one Bravado brother. 
And then this, the other bravado brother rolled up and he nailed both of them on the third one. Um, do you know which bravado brothers in NXT now doing Chase U? I'm assuming it's probably the younger one. I don't know which one's which. I've got no idea. I mean, they both look the same to me, so. Um, but yeah, at the end of the match, I mean, believable near falls. Um, a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, end of the match, Lancelot, I think, is the one that's busted open. Uh, gets caught on the top. Yeah, they do that that thing where Caprice jumps up and does a flippy thing. And then, you know, fucking Cedric, once again, motherfucker, I think he took a frog splash from goddamn Detroit. Um, dude, get some fucking air. I mean, and uh, the bravado, but I mean, he was way, dude, yeah. Um, yeah, Code of Honor held up. You know, the, the, the future of the tag team division is open. Um, you know, Will, we've talked about it, but great opener. You know, we could watch all four of these dudes fight all day. Um, yeah, and we really do need to make a Ring of Honor entrance mixtape. I don't know how you do that, but there's got to be a way. So, um, Will, I did a bunch of talking there. Sorry, but uh, any additional thoughts besides this match being a fucking banger? No, I, I it's your first thoughts on it. You know, like I said, you know, it, we've seen this match, you know, this pair up two or three times now. It's been great every time. And, uh, you know, we've got, you know, Scum's going to need contenders, so. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, whoever wins that Scum, Briscoe's match is going to, they're going to need somebody, so. Um, yeah, this is, and then, uh, Will, after that, we get our favorite. Um, they're rehashing of more sexual assault on Maria. Um, Just yeah. to be clear, our favorite is not sexual assault no not at all that was very much sarcasm thank you Wolf. we'll we'll make the stretch to say mike mondo's a friend of the show he likes tom's tweets he does um i've I've been very fortunate so and what and ironically enough speaking of putting myself over um one of my other favorite wrestlers matt fitched tweeted about mike mondo um doing you know things in ring of honor 10 years ago and I'm like, well, listen to our show. So we talk about Mike Mondo every week because we like Mike Mondo, even though this storyline's getting fucking creepy. Um, Gotta say, though, Mike Mondo's theme, not making it to the mixtape. Vito, I wholeheartedly disagree. You still hate his entrance music? I don't love I don't love this entrance music, no. No, high fivers, I want you to keep in mind this is coming from a guy that likes beats and hates olives. So um, you know, but but I'm from New England, like the prodigy. We're just bred better over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of the prodigy, um, obviously he's in this match, but I know this is totally off topic, but uh, you think Taven's going to WWE? I don't know. I, I want it to happen for him, but I just want to. I want to high-five that dude just one more time. It's a weird thing, right? Because he's one of those guys where it's like, if Ring of Honor is supposed to come back, wouldn't you want a Matt Taven? Wouldn't you want those guys who are, like, synonymous with Ring of Honor? Yeah. But who knows if AEW's Ring of Honor is ever going to happen. Yeah, and we'll address that a little bit later on this episode. But, yeah, it sounds like... uh, Vinny and Beck are pretty much set to be in Bray Wyatt's six. So, actually, you know, to think about it, 
it'd be really cool to see Vinny Marseglia and Bray Wyatt like combined to like make creepy shit. So um yeah, so so back to this match, but yeah, it's uh it's you know it's it's the grudge match, Mike Mondo versus uh, Mike Bennett. Um yeah, I just like, oh why don't go Kevin Kelly, why don't you give Maria your seat? And Kevin Kelly just totally no sells Maria and giving up the seat. Um I thought that was later, you know, hilarious. And then, you know, Nigel, well, being Nigel. Um was Nigel making the cat sounds on this or was that on TV? I think it was on this. They're like, what the hell is that? Is that your cat impression? <laughs> um, yeah. I and then uh there's a, a, fun, a really fun spot when uh Mondo was hiding behind or under the ring and Bennett's looking for him, and all of a sudden he came just plowed through Bennett. Fucking just nailed him. Um, yeah, and like I said, you know, Kevin Kelly and Nigel are putting Mondo over huge. Well, they should. Um, you know, and really at the end of the day, this I'm mean, great storytelling. Um, obviously, we know Mike Mondo's a great storyteller. This is really about Mike Mondo's busted ankle and uh, Mike Bennett's elbow. You know, um, yeah, and weird, you know, Brutal Bob couldn't cross the border either, so him and Cornette are hanging out in the United States because probably got some Deweys on the record, so. Um, ever tell you the time I got to team crossing the border in Canada? We've touched on it a little bit. Okay, maybe I'll tell that story someday. So, and actually, the person that actually told that story um, at my wedding uh, was actually just here yesterday. So, um, you know, um, but yeah, the Canelses are going Hollywood. Um, you know, Mike Bennett looks like a goddamn star because um, he's uh, from Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I love. We're Mike just Bennett. better up here. What did Milwaukee do during the Civil War? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, we probably did. Was Wisconsin even a state? During- yeah. We I state- don't think... Was Wisconsin a state during the Civil War? Yeah. We were a state in 1848. Civil War didn't start until 1861. Listen to you. Got these numbers ready to go. Well, I mean, it's trust me, it's fucking, it's plastered everywhere in Wisconsin. The goddamn stat, you know, whatever. But, um, but anyways, we got Mondo vicious on the outside, uh, but his ankle is bothering him. Um, they are pretty awesome, uh, power bomb on Bennett. Uh, Bennett can't make the 20 count, but Mondo goes in there, breaks the 20 count, Will, because he ain't going out like that. So, um, oh yeah, the ref tries counting him out and Mondo physically stops him. So, um, our boy, and then uh, a ring of Mondo chant started. Will, I think we need to get that as a shirt. Okay, buddy. Okay. Will's got the kitty, so. I've got a cat. Yeah, Chico's over here. He sees like, oh, there's a cat. There's a cat on TV, Chico. Um, yeah, ring of Mondo. That's a pretty awesome chant. So, um, Mondo does a splash uh, from the. Um, a so- sloppy splash, but a uh, busted ankle. Oh, he, he got up on uh, top of the, he did the split. He got on top of the, um, the entrance thing. <sighs> not the brightest move. You got a bum ankle, Will? No. Um, and that was not the sturdiest of structures to be doing that, but. But, you know, soaring and scoring, right? Yeah, he did soar and score, but 
The thing I loved about this, so yeah, Mondo splashes Will or uh, Will splashes Bennett from the top of the structure, probably a ten foot jump. <laughs> but you see the spot where Mondo's grabbing the TV cables to crawl back to the ring. <laughs> no, I admittedly, when I was walking this at two a.m., this was in the my my fast forward. Oh yeah, and I admittedly, as you can imagine, watching it at two a.m., I maybe wasn't taking in everything. If if you get a chance, it was pretty fucking hilarious. That's something I've never see. Once again, Mike Mondo doing something different every goddamn match. That's unique. People usually just use those TV courts to choke people. Yeah, you know, or broadcast TV. Um, I mean, that's what they're supposed to be used for. What? That's crazy talk. Um, but end of the match, will uh, Maria flaunts the goods, uh, distracts Mondo, but. Uh, but not enough. Uh, but Mondo does get thrown in the ropes. Uh, Maria slaps him, and Bennett hits the TKO on him. And, uh, yeah, Mondo sells the shit out of that move, and uh, Mike Bennett gets the win on him. Hopefully this storyline's over. At least one, hopefully one aspect of it's over. So, um, But we do find out later that Mike Mondo did, gets into the hospital, so it might be a shoot ankle injury, so... No, 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 no. He's at a local medical facility. They didn't say hospital. He's a local medical facility. Yeah, they took him to a fucking, yeah. It's a work, bro. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I mean, he's been nursing that ankle for a fucking while, so. At least there's a consistency. Yeah. You know, but next we got tag team match. Uh, Red Titus with uh, BJ Whitmer, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, good friend of Big Dick Brett from the Brain Buster Boys. So shout out to those guys. Uh, versus Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, Will. Um, yeah, actually, I had to correct the, the Shining Wizards on that. They call them World's Greatest Tag Team Wrestling in Ring of Honor. But I'm like, nope. Not World's Greatest Tag Team. It's got a real quick review um, of their match last week, how we got here. You know, how Wreck came out, challenged everyone. They're like, oh, we accept your challenge, but he's not that stupid. So he had some backup. Uh, we do get a nice clip of uh, Charlie Haas's uh, ma- or uh, you masshole or uh, you hosshole. Love that T-shirt. I might get Will that for his bladed birthday present. Um, yeah, and then uh, Russ's great tag team attacks Rhett and Whit uh, Whitmer at the bat. Uh, beat him pretty good. Um, Whitmer did take a pretty nasty dive. He jumped through the rope and jumped a little far and pretty much fucking scorpioned himself into the goddamn barricade. So. Um, you know, maybe not the best idea for somebody with neck injuries. I don't know about you, Will, but um, listen, if the guy with a busted ankle is willing to dive off, you know, stuff, why, why wouldn't the guy with the neck injuries just dive head first? Yeah, that's that's a good point. So, uh, good stiff match. Um, you know, like we talked earlier, uh, Red, um, you know, like we mentioned in last week's TV. Great matchup. I mean, Red Titus and Shelton are amazing fucking athletes. And Charlie Haas and BJ Whitmer, the wily, wily toughest fuck veterans. Um, we did get my, one of my favorite chants, the oohs and ahs. Uh, with a, I, I love the bit when they're in the middle of the ring. And it's like, fuck you on BJ Whitmer. Fuck you on Charlie Haas. Yep. Fuck you on BJ Whitmer. Uh, I see. I, I mean, it's shit like that that makes Ring of Honor's next level. So, um, because you can say fuck on iPay per view, yeah, you know, um, 
Yeah, and like Will said, yeah, Whitmer just hulked up. Um, Whitmer does block the suplex in time for Rhett to kick uh, um, Charlie Haas. Dude, say what you will about Rhett Titus. His goddamn drop kick is a thing of fucking beauty. That's why it's his finisher later on. Yeah, it's so it was later on. It wasn't earlier, so love it. Uh, but in the end, Rhett goes up to the top. Uh, but Haas throws Whit- uh, Whitmer into the ropes. Uh, Rhett nuts on the rope. Uh, wrestling Area team. That was a nasty fucking scoop slam or whatever the fuck that thing that was that they did. So, um, yeah, yeah. love match. I mean, it was, you know, this is still pretty fresh. You know, listen, it was styles make fights and these four are, are, are made for each other. So, I, let's just hope that. I mean, they've already wrestled each other twice now. Let's hope this isn't the usual wrestling's greatest tag team thing where we're going to see this for the next four months. Yeah. So, but uh, after that, Will, things kind of stepped up a little bit. Um, it's, yeah, you know, we, Kevin, we, we cut to ringside. towards Lethal's parents, which caused a reaction from them, and then Steen spit at Lethal's mother, right in his mother's face. And we're going to take a look at exactly what happened, and then we'll take a look at all of the fallout afterward as well. A thunderous ovation for the hometown hero, Jay Lethal, hugging his mother and father here at ringside for this world title match. Since Jay began his professional career as a teenager, they have been his biggest supporters. Jay Lethal is cooking! Lethal's gonna fly! Jay Lethal has just lifted the roof of the Rawway Rick Center with four consecutive suicide dives onto the world champion. 
spit in his mother's face, Jay. What the f was? So, um, make a, make a long story short, they were in Raleigh, New Jersey, where Jay Lethal is shoot from. Um, he's not from Tampa, even though they, they had been announcing him from Florida this whole fucking time, but all of a sudden now he's from, you know, but I think people understand, but, uh, make a long story short, Jay Lethal's dad throws a drink at Kevin Steen. It was uh, his mom, wasn't it? No, but Kevin Steen spit it. So his dad threw the drink and his mom got spit on. And uh, to say that Jay Lethal took it well, um, no. Dude lost his shit. It was awesome. I mean, it looked legit. I mean, it was one of the better told stories in a long time. Um, that was really well done. Like, even Kevin Cena was a little bit like, oh. I mean, to the point where Jimmy Jacobs is breaking up a fight. They're breaking up a fight. It's going backstage. Jim Cornette tries to get involved. Yeah. And he gets thrown over a concessions table and 
now he's now he's out. He yeah. got hurt. Yeah, his fat ass got thrown over a, a folding table and he's out. Oh yeah, I mean he's not been cleared. He's he's under medical watch. <laughs> Maybe he's got to lay off the dairy queen. Yeah, you know, and those I mean that pile of boxes he landed on. Woof, that hadn't been there. Um, but dude, yeah, like I said, really awesome segment. I might actually put this on the episode. Um, what'd you think of this, Will? I think I think it would have been better if this was something we actually could have seen. Kind of like in time instead of like referring back to it because we might see it as like, they put out the tapings. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the Ring of Honor thing, right? They tape so much stuff ahead of time and it's like you might get it in time, you might not. Yeah. I don't necessarily love that we didn't get to see this like kind of in time, in continuity, yeah. but I mean, it's progressing Jay Lethal's story, which is he's told that you do not have the edge to beat Kevin Steen. And he got his match with Kevin Steen, and he went too far. Yeah. And, and he lost it. And now, uh, they don't reveal the results of Steen's demands because after this incident, Kevin Steen came forward with a list of demands yeah. that he wants to be honored. And one of those, well, one was that Jay Lethal's family is banned from all future Ring of Honor events. And the second one was that he would never face Jay Lethal for the title ever again. I think, or just face him at all. He will never be in a ring with Jay Lethal ever again. Yeah, I think as I said, it was like a ring, so it wasn't even like a singles match or anything. Yeah, it, so. it's like tag matches are off the table. Can't have it. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed this, Will. I, I mean, I thought this was – I mean, obviously we would have liked to have seen this in real time. Um, but, I mean, I'm assuming this is part of the TV taping because uh, this is the last, quote-unquote, pay-per-view till Final Battle. Yeah. So we're on our second last pay per view high fivers. Uh, no, uh, no, no big events for November. Yeah, but Jay, yeah, Jay Lethal went the fuck off. I mean, he's cussing, he's swearing at fucking, he's swearing at Kerry Silken, he's swearing at Joe Coff. Oh yeah, they they, they, were, they were censoring stuff out left and right. Um, it it was great. Um, and it was a nice segue because uh, that goes into our next match. Uh. Which was a very, very angry but focused Jay Lethal uh, versus Davy Richards. So before I, I get, I was having a note here. There was a Jay Lethal promo. Oh yeah, I mean, I, and I mean it's it's a Jay Lethal promo. But I, for people out there listening, mark it on the calendar. It's October thirteenth, two thousand twenty-two. I thought this was a good Jay Lethal match. I didn't fall asleep during it. <laughs> I think I even slowed this down to normal speed and watched it on the normal speed. Yeah, I, I got I to Drew disagree with you. I fucking love this match. It was a great match. It got David Richards' first 
pay-per-view match. Back since he lost the title. Since, yeah, they said it's been like six since June, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, to Brundon's point earlier with the question dishonor, man, I love the booking and storytelling here. I fucking loved it. I loved everything about it. Um, this match, I mean, if it was on any other, I mean, obviously we haven't seen Final Battle yet, but um, this would have been the match of the night for almost any other show. Um, you know, this this is really fucking good. Obviously, I mean, David Richards looks focused. Um, but Jay Lethal, I mean, just, you know, like I got my notes in here. I mean, we see Jay Lethal not only more aggressive, um, you know, but, I mean, his versatility. I mean, he's going tit for tat. I mean, Davey Richards is goddamn Davey fucking Richards. He's a fucking goat. That's the bottom line. He's a doctor. And Jay Lethal was going fucking tit for tat with every goddamn submission. You know, it was it was awesome. I I don't even really have words for the match itself. Um, it was good. You people should watch it. Yeah, people should watch this whole pay per view. Yeah. Um. You know, and listen, obviously Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness once again, um, a great job on commentary, but this really felt, Will, like whoever won this match is getting fast-tracked to a, to a title shot. Well, uh, Jay, Jay Lethal might not get that chance, even if uh, even if he wins, but... Even if he wins, but he does win. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I do like the way, like, the Ring of Honor is kind of set up with with Nigel and Kevin Kelly at ringside. So at the right camera angles, you see those two marking out. Um, How about that table spot? Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good thing they loosen that table up for later in the evening, but we'll get to that. But, uh, you know, I, I did love because, I mean, Davey, basically Jay Lethal was on the ropes and Davey tried powerbombing him, but Lethal reversed it, gets uh, Davey Richards to the table. Um, you know, crunch is uh, really nice. He doesn't totally go like all the way through. Yeah, Just get that really satisfying like crunch, and it goes down like that little bit. So it's like, ooh, you know. And then, uh, well, um, the end of the match. Jesus Christ, how do I explain this? <laughs> um, watch this fucking match. Uh, I'll try to do this just. You know, Richard gets power bombed through a, through a table. Um, you know, Richard gets super kicked to Ottawa. Um, he's in and out of submissions. Takes a goddamn lethal injection. Uh, Davy Richards the entire time keeps fucking kicking out. A uh, bunch of false finishes. Um, but yeah, he he kicks out of the lethal injection, and then lethal does some crazy like into submission, and uh, Davy Richards passes out. Yeah, because Lethal kept busting out the Koji clutch. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Because he had he had put it on a couple times earlier in the match, but he he hit Richards and Richards passed out, so he didn't tap. Um. Oh yeah, the Koji clutch. So yeah, shout out to Samoa Joe as mentor. Okay, I didn't put that together because I'm dumb. Um, and then uh, post match, Richards stumbles up. Edwards also comes out. To, uh, to check on Davey Richards. The American Wolf. Yeah. Uh, Davey Richards, you know, stumbles up to his feet, sends his hand, and raises the hand of Jay Lethal. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, Will, it's pretty funny. If you, I mean, I, I did watch the end of the match uh, at two times speed. So listen, though, this is awesome chance at twice the speed. It's pretty fucking funny. So um, This is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, and like I said, I mean, this is where, I mean, Kevin Kelly and Nigel, they're standing up. They're going fucking nuts. Um, I could have done without Eddie Edwards. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Actually, I, I forgot about that in the rewatch. I think I missed that, so... Um, yeah, I mean, Will, really, this is, um, it's matches like this why I love Ring of Honor. Um, this is definitely a match of the year contender for sure. Um, yeah, then after that, we find out, um, like we talked about earlier, Mike Mondo has been taken to a medical facility. I do apologize, Will. You're right. They didn't say hospital. Um, yeah, but uh, our new favorite, um, not quite as favorable as Mike Mondo, uh, but to Darius Thomas. Um, on pay-per-view with that goddamn dope-ass trampoline song he's got for an entrance, but uh, he's wrestling Roddy Strong. Well, he's set to face Roddy Strong, but card is subject to change, and despite the claims about hoopla, there appears to be some hoopla. There's more hoopla. More hoopla. There's going to be some hoopla hotties, and they're going to take their pants off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Roddy gets on the mic. He says, you know, normally I just kick the Darius in the ball. You know, I should just kick you in the balls. But, uh, you know, I'm going to come out here. I'm going to quit House of Truth. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to drink beer during the main event and hang out with the little kids. Because Roddy's not in gear. He comes out in like his jeans and just a shirt. And he's like, I'm not wrestling tonight. You know, and then uh, he storms off and Truth does what Truth does. Uh, but he does bring out Rhino. He brings out Rhino. Rhino's like, he's not taped up. He's just like, what's going on? Dude's like, get in there. Yeah, he's wearing a shirt. He needs to get his gear and everything. So, um, yeah, and then uh, really good match. You know, I mean, Tadarius just fucking, once again, shine, you know, like the sun. Good back and forth. Um, you know, Tadarius used his skills against Rhino. You know, but yeah, and then Truth Martini kind of interfered. But Rhino's like, fuck it, I want to do this myself, blah, 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 blah. But in the end, Will... They didn't really capture this very good on TV, but I think to, he Rhino went for the gore and Tadarius went low and caught him with a heel kick, right? It looked like. Yeah. Like even in the replay, they really didn't catch the shot. Um, so sorry, Ring of Honor, but uh but yeah, I guess the roll up for Rhino and the win. Then uh, um, I, I like the bit when Rhino tells Martin, go get his bag. Yeah. He brings out the bright orange jungle bag. He grabs his tape. He like tapes up with one hand, tapes up the other, and then he chokes Sidarius Thomas with the tape a little bit before he, he breaks it off. But uh, speaking of breaking things off, Tom, I, I I think this is the last time Rhino gets brought out for uh, House of Truth. You know, um, I, I think you're the bet, man, Will. I think you're probably right. Would you be willing to bet? Five thousand oh, dollars. I've got six million reasons to love my wife, but um, God, what did she do? But she busted that out on me the other day. So did she? Yeah. Oh man. Something like like how much or you know it's like how much am I will or how much can I spend on your Christmas card or something like that and da da da. And I'm like I'm not sure. She's like, well, how about five thousand? And I'm like I'm driving. I'm like God damn it, sunshine. So. Shout out to Sunshine, even though she's she listens, she, was, she listens to the show. She, yeah, 
I mean, she does. Well, I don't know if she necessarily listens to the the show on the download. She listens while we record. Hey, still something. Yeah, whatever works. So we're we're thankful for all four of our high fibers. So, but Martini oh. pulls. Martini gets uh, kind of caught by the lapels. He starts pulling out the the money. He's like, Rhino, my dude, take some of this green. And Rhino presses him up and throws him outside. And Martini catches the barricade. Bad. He kind of like gets caught, with, like in between the, the corners of the, the, the two pieces of the barricade. Rips his slacks open. He gets a gnarly fucking yeah. bruise, blister thing. It, it looks, it looks like hell. Yeah, because um, even the crowd response is kind of like, ooh. We hate you. We hate your truth, Martini, but we don't want you to die. Like he went, he probably went a little too far. He was probably supposed to hit the barricade, not land on it. Yeah. Oof. So, but, Rhino's a Rhino's a man beast. You know, um, he's, he's yeah. a strong fella. And you know, then he picks up the money and leaves. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later. But once again, will story continuity. I fucking loved it. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you brought up earlier, not only were the matches great, but I mean, the story is told throughout, um, and for the future, it's fucking amazing. So this is like the first big time where Truth Martini hasn't been able to say, no, it's fine. Look, we're going to be fine. It's like Strong's like, I'm not wrestling. Yeah. Rhino's like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. You got Elgin's kind of starting to step out on his own more. Yeah, there's looks like there's only two people left in the house of truth, Will, but we won't bring that up. So at least they weren't on this pay per view. So, but next, Will, we get Adam Cole versus Eddie Edwards. Um, they announced this gets a half hour time limit. Yeah. Um, now I asked Brundon, you know, I was texting him before we recorded. Um, how do you feel about them backloading all the championship matches at the end of the card? I mean, if you're building up, that makes sense, right? You'd have all your championships at the top of the show. I mean, nowadays, you get you kind of sprinkle them through. But I don't hate the, I don't hate having all the title matches being like the, like a three way headliner. I don't know, just for some odd reason, I don't know why it bothers me. Um, I thought. Cole and Edwards was going to go to a half hour draw when they announced that there was going to be because I was looking at I was also looking at how much time was left and it's like yep. they could have this go for a half hour and in a draw and you still have plenty of time for these other two matches. Yeah. Um, I mean, it it went close. It did go twenty some odd minutes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, really. You know, I don't know how this match translated live, but man, Nigel McGuinness and Kevin Kelly were worth every goddamn cent and comment. Just really kind of explaining the nuances of this match. Um, I mean, I've been a, a very non-proponent of Eddie Edwards in a lot of ways. Dude's tough as fucking nails. Very few people take a whooping like Eddie Edwards. He's um, just boring. Yeah. You know, so I... I fucking you know, people from Boston. 
Yeah, I mean the, the Will's views are not necessarily the review views of Ring of Honor rivalry. Um, you know, no, you know, Tom, you probably you you probably see tons of people like Eddie Edwards. You know, they might be tough. You know, they they get in bar fights with the Cubs fans at the Brewers Stadium. Yeah, but maybe they don't have a whole lot of personality outside of that. Yeah, just point Eddie Edwards. He just needs something. Yeah, like the, the diehard gimmick doesn't really. If he's more of like a Jeff Hardy, where he's doing like stupid stuff. Yeah, or like Dobby. Dobby, um, and was doing stupid stuff, but it's like he doesn't really do anything that like outrageous. Yeah, it's kind of like Mike Mondo. It's no fear. It's like okay, but like, what 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 fear are you saying you're not afraid of? Like. Nobody's really afraid of Mike Mondo. Well, except for Maria. Well, I mean, that's because she gets blatantly sexually assaulted by him in front of people and nobody does anything. Yeah. You're, you're... That should have been the storyline, but Jim Cornette's an old white man. He would not have that story in 2012. No, yeah, that, that would just make too much sense, Will. I mean, um, but it's weird when they reference Twitter because – we're watching this. I know it's only putting it spatially, like in my mind, like as far as like time goes. It's it feels so weird when they like when they had the bit with Champa and the TV episode, and like oh, it was tweeting about it. It's like Twitter was like an established thing. This isn't that long ago. Yeah. They really pushed the Ring of Honor. Website though, gotta get all your news, all your updates. A lot of stuffs happen. Where you can watch TV episodes. Um, you can watch iPay-per-view. Yeah, buy DVDs, buy a shirt. But uh, good match. I mean, would I mean, what do you think of the match? I mean, this is a really good match, though. It was good. Yeah. Um, I mean, as of right now, I mean, Eddie Edwards doesn't do a whole lot for me. Adam Cole at this point. Doesn't really do a whole lot for him. So, I mean, it was a fine match. Not a whole lot of personality yeah. per se here. They the stories, the stories really just two baby faces having sporting contests, basically. Like, yeah, I mean, your, your classic, you know, teacher versus student, um, you know. Uh, but damn, dude, I mean, I will say, though, that goddamn bulldog that Cole hit on Edwards on the ring apron. Didn't look like it was landed like it was supposed to. That was pretty fucking. And I know the apron's the hardest part of the ring. So. Hardest part of the ring. Uh, but did you hear any rumors that Eddie Edwards is part of the Wyatt Six? Like Bray Wyatt's new group? Oh, man. No. I haven't. I know they've had some talk about there being like actual wrestlers behind like all these. Sticks. It's like, are they going to be people that are already there? Are they going to be bringing in new people? Oh, I hope it's not. <laughs> you know, my thing is my introduction because I mean, like I've talked about it a few times. Like I didn't watch. I missed a whole bunch of wrestling. My introduction to Eddie Edwards was actually the time that Sammy Callahan busted his orbital bone with a baseball bat. When he shot. Yep. So, um, I. Probably would have shat myself on live TV if I realized that I fucking cracked my coworker in the eye with, with the bat. Yeah. 
Whoops. Because um, you know that's not his first road. That's not the first time Sammy Callahan swung a bat at somebody. No. No, probably not even the probably first the, time. Probably the first time Eddie Edwards got fucking smacked in the eye with one. I don't know. He's from Boston, so maybe not, but. It's it's possible. I mean, especially you look at him now, he looks like the kind of guy that fights with the refs at the Little League games. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, let's, uh, we've talked about, you know, Edwards is a great seller, um, takes a beating, uh, Cole shows some really good offense here, stiff as fuck, American strong style, um, great match, but dude, the, the ending here, Will, maybe I, I'm picking nits here, um, a bunch of super kicks, um, a shining wizard, uh, from Cole onto Edwards, uh, but then Edwards super kicks Adam Cole, but then Adam Cole's the one that gets the neck breaker from the suplex. And then one of the most, and then I'm like, this is the, sh- I mean, this kind of shit that Jim Cornette freaks out. Just, I mean, no selling. I don't know. Did I pick a niche here, Will, or did you kind of get that too? I'm um, with Tom. That's, this was around probably 3 a.m. And okay. uh, I was, I was starting to zone in and out a little bit more at, at this yeah. point of the show. Um. Yeah, I mean, good match, but yeah, the ending sequence kind of took me out of it. But I mean, goddamn, that Florida Key is like one of the most protected moves in the Ring of Honor. I'm I'm cool with them. I'm cool with that being a finisher, though. It's kind of like the other day, people were kind of getting antsy about. Uh, I think it was Indy won a match with a superplex, and like, oh, she won with a suplex, and people were like, they're selling a superplex like finally like it's supposed to be this big looks like the ddt everybody does a ddt now yeah um well will where did where did you see that tweet from about indy freaking out i saw people i saw it yesterday she won a match with a superplex. It wasn't like the, the sky high one. So it was like your standard superplex. And people are like, oh, she's supposed to win with a superplex now? It's like, but it's a superplex. Oh, but did, did someone tag you in a, in a in a tweet about that superplex, Will? Did they? Was it you? Yeah. Oh. That's the one where Matt Fitch said, why is everyone complaining? Mike Mondo finished people with everybody this 10 years ago in Ring of Honor. And see, then we I didn't dig deep enough into the thread to see what move oh. yeah, it's talking it's, about. It's, that's what they were talking about. <laughs> that's fucking funny, Will. I meant to click through to see what move they were actually talking about because I saw like Mondo was liking it and stuff like that. So And Matt Fitchett, the gunslinger, my boy. The gunslinger. Pew uh, pew. Pew. Not pew pew. Anyways, Will, we've got another championship match here. Um, but we got Scum versus Dem Boys. Um, you know, obviously we we've seen this match relatively recently. It's obviously the tournament final. Um, but I'll I'll admit, Will, I think the intensity for this match went from eleven to thirteen. Um, Mark Briscoe was dressed up like a hockey player. Zero out of ten. That was against. Wrestling's that's true, he should have been. They were in Canada again. Um, you know, I mean, when you this match on paper, like if one of these matches on the card was going to be like a street fight, like these are the those are the two teams who are going to have a street fight, yeah. 
but they really didn't need to. No, I mean it's 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 great. I mean, Briscoes are a great tag team. Yeah, Steve Carino looking looking slim down a little. Yeah, even you, you know he had the, 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 the haircut. Yeah. Um, but so he did blast Mark Briscoe with the roll of quarters in this match too, right? He did, and they showed the quarters on the because it broke, and I thought it was teeth. Yeah, and like the man's only got so many teeth left to lose. I don't know. So I, I missed it, but uh, you know, but you know, once again, and that was earlier in the match. So he was out on ringside for a while after that. They like cut to the floor, and they showed pictures of like the the quarters and stuff. Yeah, how do you feel? About how the match ended. Loved it. I fucking loved it. Um, you know, you didn't love it. I don't know. It's fine. I'm like, I'm fine with Scum winning. Like, I'm fine with them winning in a nefarious way. This is a little. A low blow feels like it's not quite big enough. No, well, I mean, what I well, there's a couple things that I really liked about it. I mean, I mean Mark did also get cracked in the face with a roll of quarters earlier in the match. Yeah, and then I mean, once again, like I said, the the Briscoe testicles have had a rough 2012. Um, you know, I just I just like because he used Paul Turner to knock Mark Briscoe off the top rope. So Paul Turner was turned around. So I, that was a different twist. But what I really liked was, um, was kind of lost in everything, is Jimmy Jacobs got the pin on Jay Briscoe. Yes, Jay Briscoe is not a multi-time Ring of Honor World Champion at this point. I mean, yes, obviously. So basically, obviously, if you've not watched this, um, Jimmy Jacobs takes a nasty fucking Death Valley driver from Jay. Um, Mark hits the froggy bowl on him, uh, but he kicks out clean. Um, but yeah, but the uh, the Briscoes are they're getting the crowd. See, I kind of like because they use that time to get the crowd hyped up uh, for the Doomsday device, which allowed Carino to come in from hanging out with Nigel and Kevin Kelly. I'm uh, not really, but he came in the ring, pushed Paul Turner to the ropes, uh, crouching Mark Briscoe. Uh, Paul Turner, top. remember, best referee Ring of Honor's got. Yeah, and then uh, Carino goes, kicks Jay's right in the nuts, and then Jacobs uh, rolls him up for the win. Um. Yeah, yeah. He, he got the pin on what you would say is the stronger of the two in that tag team. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, obviously we we can benefit from from foresight, but in a future Ring of Honor World Champ, two time Ring of Honor World Champion, um, you know, uh, Jimmy Jacobs really. I mean, we we put Jimmy Jacobs over on here a lot. I mean, not really for his interim stuff. He's a fucking genius, but. He took some, uh, took a beating in this. You know, it was cool to see him get the pin. So that's why I really like the ending. So right, you're selling me on it a bit more. Okay. And also, I just did watch this probably about two hours ago, and well, I didn't get much sleep last night. So, but will you know? We don't we don't have Mark Henry here, but now it's time for your main event. Yeah. Um. Take a deep breath here. There's a lot to digest here. What do you think, Mabel? Mabel agrees. Steen Elgin, five stars. 
Yeah. Be interesting to see what the star rating on this match was. Um, this match, this match was great. Yeah, the uh, capital G great. What? I mean, listen, I mean, listen. Well, we were bitching about not more than two weeks ago. You know, Kevin Steen was winning with fuckery. Um, he couldn't get a straight match. La da da da. And this time, it was just a. I mean, we'll get into it. Well, let's just get into it. and We'll go over that, but. I mean, they finally corrected a bunch of the shit we've been bitching about, Will. So I'm glad that Jim Cornette's finally listening to Ring of Honor Reverie. So oh, Jim Jim Cornette's, you know, under medical watch because he got thrown over a table. Ah, that's true. I, even, I mean, Mike Mondo, Mondo's a fan of the show. Maybe he got in their ear, so. Not even, uh, not even uh, through a table, just over a table. Onto some very plushy boxes. say what you have to say in Toronto I will have Jimmy Jacobs and Steve Carino two men I can trust Roderick Strong's not here Rhino's not here where's the house of truth bud in your hometown you might have the entire city of Toronto behind you but it will not matter because I not you I I am unbreakable. I am unbeatable because I am Kevin Steen and I am the best damn thing in pro wrestling today. I was going to tell you, actions speak louder than words. Oh, Elgin going after Steen punches him square in the mouth. Wait a minute, Elgin's holding his own. Kevin Steen, October 13th in Toronto, in front of my hometown. There's no more waiting. Michael Algan, every time Ring of Honor comes to Canada, it's a big deal. And this time's an even bigger deal because for the very first time ever, the Ring of Honor World Championship will be decided between two Canadians. Unbreakable Michael Algan shows everybody in the world, and especially you, Kevin Steen, I am the next world champion now you're in your hometown and you might think that that means you're gonna have the entire crowd behind you well buddy that's fine because i have all the support i need right now right here where's the house of truth bud all this talk about truth but broken promises and lies lead the way well if the house of truth is built around a man like roger strong instead of me Now they say God created all men equal. They were wrong.
conditions were listed in, on ROHwrestling.com. This wasn't one of them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kevin Steen Show. Steen comes out first. Yeah. Because he's addressing the uh, the demands he set forth to the Ring of Honor board. Yeah. He also points out the fan sign the uh, kid. of of Steen having somebody in a choke and they put Jim Cornette's face on it. Yeah. And, and he's then like, oh, they're I will. chanting uh, kill Steen kill. He's like, oh, I will, I will. I'm getting there. But Kevin C. talks about the great catering he's received. Talks about how he's getting a new title belt. Well, more importantly, Will, it was the Fruit Punch Gatorade. That's right. Classic Kevin Steen. Fucking Fruit classic. Punch Gatorade. If I ever have a chance to do a meet and greet, I'm bringing that man a case of Fruit Punch Gatorade. Yeah. And be like, I know in 2012, this was your favorite. Yeah. Um. The, the Lethals are not welcome to any future Ring of Honor events. He's never going to be in the ring with Jay Lethal ever again. And, yep. and you can tell Jim Cornette must have been on his deathbed. The package pile driver is back on the table. So Kevin Steen is ready to show Elgin that he's not so unbreakable. Yeah. There was one slight thing he did miss, though. Steve, oh, he's getting eighty percent of that merch. Yeah, that merch. Oh, that's right. 
because they, they cut and show that Roddy's in the crowd at this point next to the, the goofy kid there. He's at his beer. And when Steen says he's like, Brian in this pocket, he's like, I wrestle with pockets. <laughs> and Roddy's like, okay. Um, yeah, it was funny. So, I mean, um, to break down the fourth wall, when I, was, when I was watching this before, you know, Faith was sitting next to me. She was watching something on her headphones. And she looked over. She's like, wow, that guy's really excited about this match. And I'm like, I turned back. I'm like, was he wearing a gray shirt? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was Roddy. So, um, yeah, so she didn't know that was him. So, but yeah, but we like we'll mention everybody. Um, always, you did mention the new title belt too, right? He's got a new title belt coming. Yeah, you know, and it's pretty. I, I mean, hope it's a, I hope it's a spinner. Oh, that'd be sweet. Um, it would be a real irony for the future here, 2015. But um, and then we'll. I mean, our uh, Steam does put over the fact that it's the first time two Canadians are in the main event. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, then Elliot, you know, like uh, obviously Roddy's already at ringside, uh, but Elgin comes up. But dude, do you notice the theme music? That shit was fucking heavy. Yeah, it, it, and he, he didn't come out to the, the House of Truth theme. No. Um, we're not sure if he can handle the truth, but yeah, that shit was heavier than shit. Um, but then they go through the weight, you know, Kevin Kelly, like he does, fat shames, Kev, you know, Kevin Steen again. Yeah, uh, Steen's got a little bit of weight advantage, which you wouldn't expect looking at the builds. Yeah, um, Steen's got the the he's got the years of experience. But they do put over the fact that Kevin Steen's had nine title defenses, which was it, awesome. It starts it starts to wear you down. Um, you know, and this is finally a, a title defense with no stipulations. So, um, all fucking time. So, um. But I mean, Will going into this match, these two proved they deserve to be in the spot in this match. Um, this was a, it was killer, and they, I like the way they point out that Steen has been very dominant, but Steen's matches have been short. Yeah, because Steen's usually wrestling a smaller opponent, not somebody who's closer to his size, so. They're like you see Steen running the ropes, he's starting to maybe get a little gas. You know, maybe this match is starting to go a little long. Yeah, and then um, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, um uh, a weird chant started in the crowd. Um, you know, randomly, so I don't I don't know where that came from. So uh we'll see how that develops here. So But um, yeah, it just uh, they they did kind of dip a little bit in the middle. Um, well, it's because you got to. I mean, they shot right up. Cause, I mean, there was all sorts of nonsense towards the end as this match was hitting its peak, Tom. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, eh. there was the there was the bit through the table. I mean, there was the, the cannonball that Elgin caught him and like just deadlifted him up for a power bomb after. Yeah. Well, how about that spot where Steen uh, knocked him off the ropes, and then he uh, he grabbed his legs. He was stretching out his hammies and his nuts on the turnbuckle. Um, you know, yeah. All of a sudden, well, actually, um, when, so yeah, he busts his nut, but uh, Roddy does jump Elgin. You know, but dude, I don't know if you know the phrase "pillar to post," 
Elgin fucking whipped Roddy all over the building. Um, beat that. Oh, so so Roddy got involved. See, I missed. I don't know how I missed that. I missed Roddy getting involved. It was pretty quick. Um, he, I mean, yeah, Roddy slapped him, and Elgin. I mean, it was probably thirty seconds. Um, because I was like, great, here we go, boy. Kevin Steen match with more fuckery. Um, that was it. And then after that, dude, this match fucking, yeah, those those two hit another fucking, yeah, well, 15 minutes, these two hit another fucking gear. Um, everybody, the I mean, because the crowd was kind of like, oh, uh, the crowd was lowering, you know, Kevin Kelly, but that happened, and and then uh, Elgin throws Steen back, and and they, yeah, um. We saw all the finishers. We saw an F Sank. We saw package pile driver. Yeah. Elgin kicked out of the package pile driver. Yeah. Elgin what? hit fucking buckle bomb, the spinning par bomb on Steen. Fucking not. I mean, yeah, when he hit that package pile driver, fucking Nigel lost his shit. And then when Elgin hit his, I mean, you see Nigel and Kevin Kelly in the background just losing their goddamn minds. Don't talk about losing their mind. You think. Damn, the F Sank didn't do it. The package pile driver didn't do it. Yeah. How about a second rope package pile driver? Yeah. Elgin landed on his head fucking sideways when they came off the corner. That's a lot yeah. of beef coming down. Um so goddamn good. I mean So at the end I, of the match, that avalanche I, package pile driver. Yeah. I mean, Todd Sinclair was fucking money. I mean, obviously, Steen and Elgin were great. Uh, Nigel and Kevin Kelly. And, dude, the crowd was hotter than fuck. Um, was, I'm sorry, was it this match or the one that we talked about on TV where he emphasized that he has to count of five? To break it? Yeah. Um, I don't think they mentioned on this one. So it must have been a TV match. There's a point where he's getting counted. And he's like, I got till five. Yeah, that was, yeah. This was a straight up match. I mean, this was Kelly Will. We've been saying this since Final Battle 2011, which we didn't even cover in full because it wasn't 2012. That let Kevin Steen have a fucking match. And this proved why, you know, and they both looked great. It was amazing. Um, it was a great, great, great match. Yeah, we we've, we've touched on it. It's it's not just the stuff that happens in the match, but a lot happens post match too. Yeah. Oh, we'll we'll get to that. Will I mean we'll... Roddy hits Elgin with a sick kick. So I mean, we all knew this feud was going to keep going because yeah. now we're at the dissolution of the House of Truth. Um, but actually, real quick, I forgot to mention. So on that uh, on that package pile driver, Steen had a goddamn sleeper suplex on Elgin too. Yeah, because that's that's the the setup. That's the setup. Um, you know, Elgin, that's what that's what put him through the table too. Is he was going he was going to try to do the sleeper suplex on the outside. Um, but yeah, I mean, so Elgin's defeated. Um, he's left everything in the ring, and then uh. Yeah, Roddy comes in and gives him a sick kick. Um, crowd's going nuts. Uh, and then Paul Turner comes down to the comes down to the ring, Will. Comes down to the ring side of the box. What's in the box? 
Uh, talking to Nigel, and it's like, Nigel kind of makes it sound like he knew this was going to happen, but also was like, oh, I have no idea what it is. But it's like, I was told ahead of time that we got to do this. It's like, so you knew it was going to happen. Well, no, he eventually, well, no, he said in the box, I said, um, yeah, this, well, I was told in the event that if Kevin Steen wins, that I, you know, we're supposed to give him this box. And then, uh, so Kevin Steen, and Kevin Steen says, uh, why aren't they playing my music? Where's my music? He's like, it's an eye pay per view. You knew something was going to go wrong. Um, yeah, and, uh, away, away, away. and then, um, yeah, Kevin Steen, you know, opens the box and, um, uh, I love how he drew it out. Like, he's like opening it, it was like a little piece of paper, little piece of paper. Will? And speaking of pieces of paper, the fact that the crowd started throwing the streamers into the ring after the first package pile driver because they people thought that was going to be it. Yep. Oh, I, I missed that. Whoops. Um, but Will, let's not bury the lead here, my friend. What was in the box? What's in the box? We also didn't talk about Kevin Steen was a dick where the guy's trying to pull the streamers out of the ring. He's like, grab it, grab it. And he's like stepping on it. But uh, there's some crumpled up newspaper. Yeah. And Kevin Steen uh, looks a little pale, Tom, when he's looking in the box. First time we've seen him in this this look. He, uh, he doesn't look too, uh, too sure of himself. He doesn't look uh, too pleased. Kevin Seen reaches into the box and pulls out the mask of El Generico. This El Generico? Covers his face with his other hand. Crowd's going wild. And we cut the black. And they said Kevin Seen is pro wrestling's greatest nightmare. But El Generico is Steen's greatest nightmare. Yeah. So, so this is... You know, we've insinuated that this is probably going to lead to our main event for Final Battle this year. Yeah. Is it the latter war this year? I don't know. Must be. I don't know. I guess we'll find out, Will. But, yeah, well, I mean, we don't know for sure. I mean, obviously, Will and I benefit from this being 10 years ago and we have a decent idea um but yeah it looks like uh el generico's back so um yeah i mean i i don't think i have to ask you will but what you think of the pay-per-view i'm i'm i'll take my claim right now this is that show 2012 final battles gotta gotta be really good yeah, it'd be interesting to uh I mean we're probably gonna get Roddy and Elgin, which is gonna be a maze balls. Um yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I don't know, yeah, I mean this is a fucking banger, Will. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was so good that you even enjoyed a Jay Lethal match. Even if people tune in just for the main event. I mean the main event alone is worth price of admission. Yeah, it was just I mean finally I mean, ironically enough, you know, Jim Cornette's not in the building and Kevin Steen has his match of the year. You know, and it was funny because, I mean, listen, earlier we remember that, um, not the anniversary show, but the one in, in June, 
you know, that, uh, you know, Elgin and Richards had a match of the year contender and stole the, you know, stole Kevin Steen's thunder. You know, it was the anniversary show, you know, and now, I mean, look, Davey Richards has another match of the year contender, uh, but he has one, I mean, Elgin, so. Yeah, people, go watch this match. Watch this There's there's been a lot of middling right ring of honor through 2012. Yeah. Especially on the TV side. 2012's looking to go out with a bang. Yeah. TV's been really good. We don't have a November pay-per-view, so I mean, we've got a month at, like a about a month and a half or so to build up to final battle. Yeah. Actually, two months. I mean, yeah, final battle is like December 11th or something like that, so. Yeah, shit. So we got two months to build up uh, our matches for uh, the end of the biggest uh, show of the year, right? Final battle. Yeah, I mean, we know, obviously, the, the survival of the fittest tapings are in Baltimore. Um, we're going to kind of break down the fourth wall, but, I mean, we got that Rawway show in New Jersey, and then there was, there was one other date, you know, in between there. So, um, yeah, hopefully you're going to have Baltimore for a little bit. No no offense to Baltimore. Uh, they've been great. Um, the, the Burns, you know, Burns Arena, wherever that is, has been on fire. So, um, yeah, I mean, this this is fucking awesome. It might be, yeah, the show of the year. Not real. I mean... What was the worst match in the card? Maybe Colin Edwards, just because the ending was shitty. That was really about it. So I would almost say if I had to cut a match of this, I might almost cut Mondo Bennett. Really? Just because I dislike the story aspect of that match so much okay. that yeah. I would be willing to take. A kind of no story Cole Edwards just really good wrestling match because I don't think it's either Mondo or Bennett's best work. Yeah, it's been cool that they work together. It's cool that it gets them on TV and on the pay per views, but I, I I think that was the the low point. Yeah. And it's not even a low point. It's just the lower point. I mean, everything else is so high. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, at this point, well, I don't think I've got anything else to say. You know, it's hard to imagine, but. It's all right, Tom. It's, it's after midnight now on the East Coast. Mm, well, you know, if you're in the Midwest, Will, it'd only be 11 o'clock. Just saying. Yeah, well, if you guys are slow, what can I say? Yeah, but one steady wins the race, Will. Does it? Does. Trust me, I'm fat. I don't run anywhere, so. <laughs> Stop. Do your DDPY. You're going to be slimmed down before you know it. Uh, yeah, one of these days. So. Um, well, Will, thank you. I mean, honestly, high fivers, I know we do. I mean, I'm, I'm exhausted in a, in a good way from this, from this pay-per-view. This really go ahead, like Will said. Go back and watch this fucking pay-per-view. Do it. Just saying. It's your homework. Get back to me. Hit, hit a brother up. Will and I aren't hard to find, so. Tweet at us. Let us know you watched it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention, yeah, the fake TK. 
goddamn bring those fucking Ring of Honor barricades back. If you're going to do Ring of Honor, bring them back to Lull Barricades, dickhead. We, we need some deathmatch indie to bring in the Ring of Honor barricade as like a, a special weapon. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Truth Martini up, so... All right, Will. Well, let's pull this bitch into the station. Got any uh, quick, uh, any last thoughts or anything? No. Tom, we'll talk again in a week. Yeah. Maybe a little less than a week, so we'll talk about that off air. But high fivers. I'm done. This is great. Watch the fucking pay-per-view. Love you all. Have a good night.